Hello and welcome back to The Sneem Medic. So on this episode I'll be going over 10 questions from past medicine on psychiatry and let's begin. Okay so the first question is which is not a first rank symptom of schizophrenia and the answer here is catatonia and this is more likely to happen when schizophrenia is left untreated, where the patient withdraws from their surroundings, they may have relationship breakdowns, um, they may stop speaking, become mute. Whereas the first rank symptoms are auditory hallucinations, thought disorder, passivity phenomena and delusional perceptions. Okay, so next we have 53-year-old male with paranoid schizophrenia and he presents with a relapse due to non-compliance issues with his medication and was admitted under Section 2 of the Mental Health Act. In terms of drugs, he's been taking risperidone orally once daily for a number of years in the community and the question is how do you manage his non-compliance? The answer here would be to give him once monthly intramuscular depot of an antipsychotic to reduce the risk of relapse and according to NICE guidelines, first line for schizophrenia are atypical antipsychotics such as risperidone, aripiprazole, olanzapine, clozapine and catiopine. However, with clozapine, 1% of patients can um, have a side effect of agranulocytosis, which is life-threatening. Therefore, you would need to monitor their full blood count. Okay, so next for case three, we have a 29-year-old male who comes into ED and he has a background of resistant schizophrenia. Um, he complains of general malaise over the last few days and associated chest pain. Um, on observation, you see that he looks uncomfortable and sweaty. The question is which medication is most likely to have caused these symptoms and your answer here would be clozapine. So this is one of the older atypical antipsychotics with um, more side effects which is why it's not used very frequently but since this patient has resistant schizophrenia it is very effective and therefore is most likely being used by the patient. Also to add, NICE guidelines from 2009 suggest for management of schizophrenia we should Prescribe oral atypical antipsychotics as first line, offer CBT to all patients and pay close attention to cardiovascular risk factors in these patients linked to both their antipsychotics and high smoking rates. Okay, so next for case four, we have an 80-year-old female who comes into her GP with her daughter Due to worsening memory, loss of appetite and waking up earlier than usual, she denies any hallucinations or movement disorders and on observation you do a mini mental state exam where she has a result of 23 over 30 and since this is between the 18 to 23 range it indicates mild cognitive impairment. You also notice that she has poor concentration and responded I don't know to a few of the questions and your question here is what is your most likely diagnosis? So your answer would be depression and one of the most important differentials you would have is Alzheimer's dementia. However, this has a short history with a rapid onset, biological symptoms and also on asking, we find out that she has um, recently lost her husband a few months ago, which could have been the trigger, which can present with global memory loss, whereas Alzheimer's is more likely to present with recent memory loss. Okay, so next for case five, we have a 19-year-old male who is brought into his GP by his mother after being 
more socially withdrawn in his room and found talking to himself on several occasions over the last four months. The patient is reluctant to speak to his GP because the voice in his head is telling him not to trust doctors and firmly states that he wants his mum in the room to protect him. You do a full psychiatric history and find that he started hearing the voices eight months ago but has no suicidal or homicidal ideations. So you decide to make a psychiatric referral for the patient and the mum becomes upset and wonders if her history of having an eating disorder is linked to her son's presentation here for his mental health. And the question is, which of the factors from the history indicate a poor prognosis for this patient? Your answer here is pre-morbid social withdrawal, as a prodromal phase of social withdrawal is associated with poor prognosis in schizophrenia. And some other factors related to poor prognosis are low IQ, family history of schizophrenia, not eating disorders, a gradual onset of symptoms and a lack of an obvious precipitant such as trauma. And auditory hallucinations are common in schizophrenia, it's a first rank symptom, but they do not denote a poor prognosis. Okay, so next for question six, we have a 40-year-old man diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and he's been taking clozapine for the last three months, which you've been reviewing with full blood counts, and he's now in for a review with you. The question is, what would you look out for him to be at most risk from? And the question the answer is decreased leukocytes, which would indicate the life-threatening side effect of clozapine, a granulocytosis. Okay, so next for case seven, we have a 65-year-old male with a history of bipolar disorder coming into your GP surgery after having some routine bloods done. He's had no symptoms since his last check and feels entirely well. His clinical examination is normal with no splenomegaly or lymph- lymphadenopathy. You look at the blood results and find that the white blood cell count is slightly raised, but his lithium level is within range. The question is, what do you advise for this patient? And your answer would be to give him safety net advice to return if symptoms develop, arrange repeat bloods as per usual under the normal monitoring schedule. And this is because lithium can precipitate a benign leukocytosis, which may be why the white blood cell count is slightly raised. Okay, so next for case 8, we have a 28-year-old female who's been brought into the ED by her friend due to some strange behaviour. She's been gambling excessively, has reduced sleep. She is convinced that there are no risks to her financial expenditures. She has reduced focus and talks off-topic. So you diagnose her with a manic episode and treat with catiapine, an antipsychotic, and lithium, a mood stabiliser. Since this has a narrow therapeutic index, the question is, when do you monitor the lithium? And your answer here, according to NICE guidelines, would be weekly, 12 hours post the last dose, from when the dose is initiated or changed. And just to add to this, once established, you can do three monthly monitoring, again taking bloods 12 hours post last dose. You should also check the thyroid and renal function six monthly after initiating treatment. In terms of mechanism, the mechanism of lithium is not confirmed, but some theories suggest a change in inositol triphosphate formation and change in cyclic AMP formation. In terms of side effects, lithium is known to cause nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, fine tremor, nephrotoxicity, T-wave flattening on an ECG and weight gain. Okay, so next for case 9, we have a 27-year-old female who her husband brings into the GP. She's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder type 2 two years ago. 
due to hypomania and depression, which is well controlled on lithium. However, over the last two weeks, she's been showing changed behaviour. She's very energetic, sleeping two hours a night. She's more talkative and confident. However, she is still attending work and denies any psychotic symptoms or suicidal ideation. The question is, how do you manage this patient? And your answer would be to refer her urgently to the community mental health care team for hypomania. This is when a patient shows decreased or increased function over four or more days. And according to NICE guidelines for primary care, you should refer urgently to the CMHT. Okay, so finally for case 10, we have a 26-year-old male who the police have brought in due to them being called out multiple times for this patient by the public and also his family members for being aggressive. He is showing rapid speech, reduced insight, however is well-orientated and denies any symptoms of psychosis. The question is, what is your most likely diagnosis? And your answer here would be hypomania due to the acute presentation of under a week with symptoms of elevated mood, pressured speech, light of ideas but no symptoms of psychosis and that brings us to the end of this episode so i hope this has been helpful and thank you for listening bye